Welcome to another episode of Latinos Who Thrive. I am your host, Victor Escalante. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about a topic that is critical for your success. It is the topic of personality profiling. This is a skill set that I have taught to detectives and interrogators at the police academy, as well as the district attorney's office and different corporations. Today, I did a, a training for a company that does over $200 million in real estate. And they brought me in to be able to understand some of the people that they work with that are difficult to motivate or difficult to communicate with. So let's get started. The first trait that we want to deal with is associated versus dissociated. People that are highly excitable, people that are easily to get into a different state of mind or different emotional state, those are the kind of people that tend to stay associated to their feelings. And those are the people that are very visceral. They're very sensitive. I'll give you an example. One time I was recruiting for a law firm and in recruiting one of the attorneys, I asked her to give me an example of a past experience that gave her trouble. She ended up talking to me about it and she was totally associated to the memory and to the experience as almost she was reliving it. This led to her breaking down emotionally and started crying and I could tell that this was not going to be a good fit and sure enough, she ended up leaving the company because she felt too much stress at this particular law firm. So in recruiting a person, you ask them, tell me about an experience that gave you trouble and listen to their answer. Do they tend to be associated to their memory, to the experience and their feelings? Or do they talk to you in a dissociative way to where they talk about the past, but they tend to be present oriented? Another trait is towards, which is pleasure or away from pain. People that are towards oriented, they are good leaders. They're overachievers. They are high risk takers. They tend to be very assertive and abrasive. They are quick decision makers and they seldom second guess themselves because they have clarity of mind to go towards the pursuit of their goals to something that gives them greater gain or greater pleasure. People that are away from are overly cautious. They're low risk takers. They are good at quality control. They're also uh, more of a team player and they're slow to make decisions. You close them by qualifying them as a fit for your product or service. They cannot make the decision. You have to make the decision for them and assume that they're going to buy. They are also poor leaders generally. To determine whether a person uh, filters this, you ask, what will having X do for you? So for example, in the sales of a car, you ask them, what would having comfort do for you? Or what would having a certain color do for you? Because what you're trying to determine is the secondary gain or what is it that they really are after by having a certain model or a certain make? Another trade is match or mismatch. The way I generally do this is I take out different value coins and paper money from my pocket. I show it to a person and I tell them to tell me what is the relationship 
of the money of the coins, uh, paper that I have in my hands. The people that are matchers, they all they see generally, the first answer they give you is how they're all alike. They all have a certain value, but it's all money. The people that are mismatchers are going to say there's nothing that is alike between these coins and the paper. They all have different heads. They all have different value. They all have different kind of metal, different years, different sayings on the face of the coin. So matchers are very congenial. They're good rapport builders. They are good team players. They tend to be good at presenting. They present same models, same routine. They like routine, everyday uh, work life. They're very fashionable. They like styles that are alike. They tend to be stable in relationships, and they hate change. These are the kind of people that make good attorneys, good mailmen, good accountants, good CPAs, because they don't like too much change. They like everything to be the same. Mismatchers are people that are good at spotting differences. They are good quality control people. These are the kind of people that they find flaws in your best lead plans. They're suspicious of others. They're contrarians. They're half-empty people, and they're hard to get along with. Another trait is big chunk or small chunk. Big chunkers are people that need a big picture theoretical explanation. Small chunkers are very detail-oriented. If you don't give them enough detail, they will not do the job. Today, in the class that I taught for this company that I told you about earlier, there was a gentleman that whenever he's faced with a dilemma that is a budget issue, he will just stop the project and move on to something else. And one or two weeks later, when he's asked about that project, it's only then that he tells the management as to why he stopped the project because he was unclear about the budget. So we came up with a very detailed strategy because this is the kind of person that needs a procedure for when there is no procedure because he's such a small chunker in as far as how he processes information. So we told him that anything that is under $1,000, he has the authority to make an executive decision on the spot to be able to purchase or to be able to hire someone to do the job or the task because he was being held up in this particular part of the process. Big chunkers are bottom line people. If you give them too much detail, they get overwhelmed and they just want the bottom line. They don't want all the details. They can think about that later. Initially, they just want the big picture and the bottom line. They also get bored with details, and it takes very little to convince them. If you work in sales, uh, big chunkers, if you give them too much detail, you can make the sale and buy back the sale by giving them too much information. Small chunkers are very procedural. They're very methodical. And it's important to understand what kind of person you're talking to or dealing with because, again, if you mismatch the style of communication, you're going to have misunderstandings, they're going to tune you out, or they're just going to walk away in a sales situation. In recruiting, you want to ask the question, ask them to tell you an experience. It can be 
neutral, it can be bad, it can be good from their previous work environment. And the small chunkers are going to give you a lot of detail. The big chunkers, they're going to say, oh, we had to do something. We were faced with a challenge. We rose to the occasion and we got the job done. Whereas a small chunker is going to talk to you about all the particular details. And if you're a big chunker, you're going to be going in your mind. It's like, oh, get to the point. People also tend to have this trait of past, present, or future. People that are past-oriented, they always talk about the past, about how they did things. Whereas people that are future-oriented, they don't want to know about the past. They factor the past into making better decisions, but their focus is always in the future. And the people that are present-oriented, they talk about what is at hand, what is it that needs to happen right here and now. What is it that a team or a company needs to be focused on so that they attend to business? Everyone's perspective is really unique and radically different in terms of how they perceive the world. Example of future uh, people that you want to uh, ask is what's for dinner? How long until we get home? Where are we going for the holidays? What's next on the agenda? What I want to achieve by the end of the day is this, or what I would like to be able to accomplish with this project today is such and such. Examples of questions for past people. What did you say earlier? Did you see what that person was wearing? Do you remember when we dealt with this problem previously? The last meeting we had was important. Again, notice the language, the time orientation in your predicates because that's going to send the mind of the person you're dealing with down a certain path. And when you are able to match the way the person processes information, you're going to have more effective communication and more streamlined communication. Are you looking to take your career to the next level? Do you want to stand out from the crowd and make a lasting impression? Then look no further. Introducing the ultimate game changer, the Escalante Public Speaking Mastery Course. In today's competitive world, effective communication is the key to success. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, the ability to speak confidently and persuasively is a game changer. I know, because I have lived through it. That's why the Public Speaking Mastery course is here to unlock your full potential. The comprehensive course is designed to transform your public speaking skills from good to extraordinary. I will be guiding you through a step-by-step -step process, helping you overcome stage fright, craft compelling messages, and deliver impactful presentations. When I took the Dale Carnegie School of Public Speaking and Human Relations, it changed my life and I will be able to help you do the same. My career in journalism and training and development was built on having the skills to be able to communicate to a team or thousands. I hold nothing back. I will give you all my trade secrets and how you can thrive and crush it. Imagine walking into a boardroom and captivating your audience with your powerful presence. Picture yourself confidently leading meetings, delivering persuasive pitches, and commanding attention in every interaction. 
With a public speaking mastery course, you'll be equipped with the skills to excel in any professional situation. If you're ready to take the step and supercharge your career, enroll in the public speaking mastery course today. All the information and the cost is in the show notes. Don't let fear hold you back. Unlock your potential, elevate your career, and become a master of public speaking. Go to the show notes to register today to secure your spot in the next session of Public Speaking Mastery Course. Public Speaking Mastery Course, empowering professionals, transforming careers. Act now and make a lasting impression in every opportunity that comes your way. You will be glad you did and you will thrive for the rest of your life. Another trait is activity, person, object, place, or time. There are some people that are really particular about the activity that they do, the job. Others are people-oriented in relationships. Others are really into objects. I once did a training for a company to where there was a person in the class that was very object-oriented. And she was not happy unless she was surrounded by all the office things that she carried in her briefcase, such as a stapler, such as uh, paper clips, such as reports. This is an example of a person that is object-oriented. She's happy, is able to carry all her objects, to have everything that she needs right at hand. Other people are place-oriented, which means that that they like the ambiance, they like to decorate their uh, workspace or their office, whereas others are time-oriented, are particularly sensitive to the time of day, to how much time is spent at a particular project, etc. So activity people, you focus on what you do and what you, how you are treated. A person that is person-oriented, you associate the place to the wait staff or special person you like to take. This is uh, within the framework of your favorite restaurant. You ask the person, what is your favorite restaurant that is activity-oriented is going to focus on the treatment that they get, the customer service. A person that is person-oriented is going to be remembering or going to like the wait staff, the maitre d' and how they are treated. A person that is object-oriented is going to pay attention to the decorations, to the furniture, to uh, where they are seated. A person that is place-oriented uh, is going to remember the neighborhood, the municipality, or even their favorite table. A person that is time-oriented is going to remember an anniversary, a special occasion, they remember that they, before they started a new job, they closed a big deal, had a farewell celebration. Again, how you communicate and how people communicate is critical for you to be able to speak the same language because not everyone speaks the same language and not everyone creates the same subjective reality. Another trait is internal versus external. The question you want to ask to find out is, how do you know that you have done a good job? Internal people are going to be assured that what they feel and think that they know, they just know. They don't need to come up with an explanation. 
Internal people are strong leaders. They don't care about being criticized. They want facts to make their own choice. They ask a lot of questions and they're not interested in what you think. They're interested in what they think and what they know. Externally referenced people are followers. They're codependent. They are easily hurt or offended. They are people who need a lot of praise. They're people that are hard to make decisions. And they are people that make good team players. Convincer uh, pattern. People have a unique process for purchasing or being convinced. This pattern has two parts. They have a preferred representational system, which means how they represent in their mind. Are they visual? Are they auditory? Or are they feeling oriented? If they're visual, you need to paint a picture to them. You need to explain to them so in visual terms so that they can get a good mental picture of what you're trying to convey. If they're auditory, they need to hear you talk about something. If you're in sales, depending on how the person processes information, you need to really, really match their representational system so that you can get the order, so you can close the deal. A visual person, talk to them in terms of visual terms. If you're trying to sell features and benefits, talk to them about how they're going to look, how they're going to enjoy visually the features and benefits of the product or service. If they're auditory, tell them about how they're going to say to themselves, this was a good decision. Or talk to them about how others are going to praise them for the good choice that they made. And if they're feeling oriented, of course, talk about how they're going to feel after the sale, feeling that they made a wise decision. Ask, how do you know when someone is good at what they do? Depending on how they answer, this is going to give you their convincer strategy. How often do they need to demonstrate to you before they're convinced? Sometimes people are convinced over a number of times. They must see it. They must hear it. They must experience you uh, seeing something well. Some are automatic, some are number of times, and some take time. In today's class, there was a gentleman that he must see you three times doing something well before he's convinced that you're a good fit for his team, for the company. Their preferred modality, the visual, auditory, or kinesthetic, is going to be on display whenever you're trying to convince them. Again, some people are instant. They make a decision on the spot. The people that are times-oriented need to see, hear, and feel a certain number of times. The people that are time-oriented, they need to an amount of time to be convinced. Sometimes uh, people need a week, a month, or more before they are convinced that this is a right fit for the company or for their division before they can purchase something or before they can hire somebody. And some people, a small percentage, are never convinced. Even after they make the decision to buy, they second-guess themselves after the fact. Those are difficult people to deal with. Finally, we get to procedural or options. Procedural people are really unique. They are generally small chunkers. When it comes to information, you need to give them a lot of detail. They thrive on and feel secure with lots of details. They need a procedure for when there is no procedure, uh, such as the gentleman in today's class. He needed a procedure whenever he was up to a double bind 
to where he didn't know how much he was allocated as far as budget in order to proceed with a project or in order to hire somebody. They are linear thinkers. If you interrupt them when they're talking, they have to start all over again because, again, they lose in their mind. They lose the point where they were. They need order and they need continuity. They need systems and processes. They're lost without a system or a procedure. They have list of list and they file their taxes in January, not in April because they're so procedural. Options-oriented people are big picture people who need to have lots of options. Even within a procedure, they create options. They can track, they can think through on multiple tracks, and they can easily get back to verbal detours. They're innovative and flexible. They pack for a trip right before their the leave, whereas the person that are procedural people, they will pack a week in advance. They thrive in a chaotic environment because they can come up with options. They can come up with procedures as far as how to navigate, as far as what needs to be done. They are also fashion conscious. They need to feel a difference and they like to look different. They also are go-to people for fresh ideas because they're so innovative. There is a handout in the show notes that you can print out and you can listen to this recording again in order for you to understand yourself, in order to understand other people. It is critical to understand people because you depend on people, you depend on systems and processes in order for you to succeed and thrive. So that's it, my friends. If you enjoyed today's uh, podcast, leave us a good review and by all means, share it with a friend. We're going to be reading your reviews on the air, so we look forward to hearing from you. And we thank you for making Latinos Who Thrive the top 41 Latino podcast in the nation.